Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Hey man, sit down. You guys are amazing. Feel loved on. Feeling. I love you guys. I was in a coffee shop yesterday, and some uh, someone came up to me. His name's Brandon, and and anyway, I, I got to meet him. I'd never met him before in church, but I met him in a coffee shop. And whenever I meet people, I want to know, like, hey, how, how? Why do you go to our church? And so it's always fun for me to hear, because there's so many stories out there. You guys, I mean, there's just so many stories. Every guys have your own, you know, story of of what you get when God shows up here, whether you're here for your friend or whatever. Anyway, that was fun. Ah, glory. I'm a little nervous about John and his wife coming in a couple weeks. <laughs> like, oh, man. Do you guys remember when Stephanie Gretzky were here? We had, we, had, we had 600 people in one weekend. Like, just so you know, if you have kids, get here early, all right? Because we can't cram more kids into those rooms. So just get here. I, I want I, that one room. Sorry, not multiple. Um, <laughs> Jesus. How many of you guys are new? Raise your hand. I, I, I just want to see. How many of you guys have never, never been here before? You've never like, wow, I've never, not you, Jen. All right, amen. Come on, welcome, you guys. Yay. Oh, man. I love Sundays. I love being with family. Jesus. Uh, man, let me pray. Father. Uh, oh, wait, did we announce the volunteer thing? We didn't, did we? Beautiful. Okay, I'll do that. So um, last little bit of announcement. I, I, I love our volunteers. I, honestly, our, our community does not happen. I repeat, does not happen unless somebody actually put that chair down, somebody actually loved on our kids, somebody actually made coffee, they sacrificed, they got up early. And so none of this happens without them. So if you get a chance, every chance, thank them, honor them, because um, not everybody can and not everybody is choosing to help out, but but, but what we can do is honor the heck out of the people that do. Right? Amen? Amen. All right. So if you, got, you know, I, I don't know your circumstance, it's fine. But I want to honor them as much as I can. I want, I want them to be the highest honored people in the whole church. So this Friday, we're going to have a little honor celebration. Uh, it wasn't going to be at our house, but it ain't going to happen. Um, so we're going to do it at, a, at our, our offices. Uh, this Friday, everybody say Friday. So if, who's this for? If you, have, if you have volunteered, you've come in, you've been on a schedule or whatever for, um, for the past six months. So if you just happened to step off the team last month because whatever, um, you're still invited, okay? So last six months, if that's you, um, 6 p.m. at our offices, there's an event page on our Presence Connect. RSVP, so we know how, many, how much food to get. We're doing El Ranchito. Um, so it's going to be yummy. And, um, and they got a ping pong table there. It's worship's going to be awesome. We're just going to sow in. It's going to be blasted. We're going to pray for people. So if you volunteered, we want to we celebrate you. So if that's you, come. Um, that's all I'll say. If you, still, if you want to volunteer, I want to encourage you, jump in. We have incredible opportunities, incredible teams. And um, honestly, some of the people that are growing the most in our community are the people that are here in the mornings getting to just hang out and laugh with some of the amazing people on our team. So... Anyway, um, amen. Well, let me pray for us. God, here, just stretch your hand out to me right now. Just stretch your hand out, like, just the, your powerful hand of, of, of God's love, and just say, say, say Jesus, get him. Amen. Father, bless us. To, God, just help your, help your Holy Spirit. 
just reach the hearts and minds of everybody here, God, that we came for one reason, to know you more and to encounter your love, your presence, and have our, our world and our minds transformed. So amen. Amen. Um, hey, we're going to share, um, I'm going to share a little bit on, on a, something. I, I got through all of it first service or most of it. Um, and I'm going to jump in. I, 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 a lot of what I preach from or I share about is, is either from stuff I've grown in because I can't talk to you guys about stuff I don't really know about. Or if I can, it's, it's going to fall flat because the anointing won't be on it. But when I share what I've experienced and what I've learned or what I'm, I'm, I'm meeting with people and learning about their lives and what are they learning, sometimes I, I, I love to share some of that stuff with everybody because you don't get to meet with all the amazing people in our community that I do. And so every now and then I want to be like, hey, I, I kind of sh- teach out of what I'm learning from other people too. Um, and, and lately I've been, I've been feeling like there's a thing of like, just keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. And so this, as I was, I was thinking about what to preach on this week, the Lord just kept putting this, this phrase, you know, people that are moving forward. And I just, I just want to share, this might be a second message in the future, but for now I want to hit on a couple things um, about what I felt the Lord really put on my heart from moving forward. And so when I think about moving forward, I think about, um, I think about the future. Um, the theme that I want to kind of hit on today is this idea that God calls us to be a people that are present, future-focused, okay? And I, I, I'll admit I stole that kind of phrase from Graham Cook because he's just a great man of God. And, but this idea of present, future, meaning we're not caught in the past, we're not looking behind us, we're looking ahead. And we're not just looking ahead, but we're looking where we're at right now and where we're going, amen? And so, when I, you know, when we think about present, future, one of the keys in that is we're talking about the prophetic, because the prophetic or hearing from God and, and prophecy, if it's not new to most of us, but if you're new here and you've never heard of the prophetic, it's really, it's, it's God speaking to us, um, oftentimes about the future, but it doesn't have to be about our past or where we're at right now. But what, when I think about the prophetic, I think about we're building a culture that is focused on where God is taking us and where God sees you. And so we're going to talk about the prophetic culture today too. In a prophetic culture, it means that we value the words that God is speaking to us to guide us into the future. So oftentimes God gives us prophetic words that are so far out, we don't even understand them. Like we can't even comprehend what that would look like for us. How many of you guys have a word in your life that just feels a little bit big for you to actually walk in? Just raise your hand. You're like, that, that's a little big. If you don't have a word like that, I want to encourage you to get one. Because God doesn't put words in front of you for you to attain in that, that, like, oh, you know, I could totally see that being me in a couple years. That's our dreams. When God dreams, he gives you dreams like he gave to Abraham, which we're going to talk about, that the, the, literally the, the, your descendants will be as, numer- as numerous as the stars, right? Can you even imagine that? So if you don't have a big God dream like that, I, I encourage you guys, start asking him, would you prophesy over me, God? through somebody or through a dream, through something, and share with me a God vision, God dream. But why does God give us these big dreams in the future? And I'll tell you, he gives us these dreams because he's giving us a horizon to look at. He's putting our eyes out in front, okay? And so, and it's aligning us with heaven. It's aligning us with where we're going. One of the great promises that God has for each one of us. So if you need one, I'll give you one. You ready? If you need a big dream, 
Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, plans for your welfare and not your calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Everybody say future. future. Say hope. hope. Say hope. hope. Come on. These plans will connect you. This is, this, is the, this is the future that he has for you. So if you need something to look at and focus on, you can start here, right? Until you get your own big God dream for yourself, start here. Because this is a great place to start. So when I think about moving forward, I think about being present, future focused, having your eyes fixed on the future. And present, future, it's actually a paradigm. It's a way of thinking. It's not just a fun little word you put on your Instagram page or something. It's, it's actually a way you have to start training your mind to think. Okay? We are, in fact, the Bible calls us to renew your mind, to be transformed in your thinking. Have you guys ever, you ever, guys ever like run through the same problems in your life or you run into the same relational issues or the same, <laughs> the same problems with your kids? Or the, <laughs> amen. Um, the same whatever, right? Every time you keep reliving these things, those are indicators that you need to renew your mind. Okay, because everything that comes out of your actions, your behavior starts here. Amen. I like to, if I learn from my, one of my mentors that your, that the, your hopelessness or your thinking, your bad thinking about a problem is a bigger problem than the problem. And so anytime you keep bumping into hindrances, stop looking at the hindrance so much and figure out what am I believing that got me here? Right? There's a, there's a couple that, uh, that, that are looking for work, and there's actually a, a level of, of discouragement that they've kind of walked in. And they know that, they know that the, 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 the work is coming, but they're discouraged. And I said, you know what? The, your discouragement about not having a job is actually a bigger problem than not having a job. And I, and I share with them, I challenge, I said, listen, my challenge to you is to go after your discouragement more than the job. Because most of the time, and here's a little tip. If you're discouraged about something, if you're having hindrances, it's probably because you're not quite ready for the next place of increase. So if something hasn't landed, hasn't popped, your dream hasn't happened yet, it's probably because you're being trained up for a really good dream. So that was free. Okay, so, and moving on. <laughs> but see, present, future, it's a way of thinking, it's a mentality that fruitful people have. That people that are actually walking in the fruit of success, of, of, of walking in, a, in, in, their, in their destiny, in their calling, they have this fruit in their life because they're present, future focused. They're not looking in the past. Your decisions that you make today are for the future, right? Right? So and, and at least they, they need to be. When we make decisions, you need to be making decisions today based on that horizon that we talked about. If you are not making decisions today based on the future, you're going to move from crisis to crisis to crisis. You're going to move from, from one problem to another problem, and you're going to wonder why my world is not moving forward. And so to move forward in our lives, if you just look at this place of discouragement that I'm in right now, you're going to move from discouragement to discouragement. But when you get your eyes up and you make decisions today based on the future of where you're going. So if anything, I just want to remind you and exhort you to look up more. Amen? Amen. 
And I love this. This is a great quote. It says, we don't want our future to be a hostage of decisions we make in the present. We don't want our, we don't want our present to hold us hostage from our future. And so break out of that. I'll give you some examples. We're going to talk about some scripture here. And Abraham in, uh, Abraham in Genesis 18. I'm going to go there now. You can go with me. All right, so I'm in Genesis 18. And at the beginning of the verse, it talks about how, how God showed up to Abraham. It says, Now the Lord appeared to him, Abraham, by the oaks of Mamre, or Mamar, I don't know how to pronounce that, when he was sitting at the tent door in the heat of the day. When he lifted up his eyes and looked, behold, three men were standing opposite him. And when he saw them, he ran to the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, My Lord. And so from, from then we realized that it was the Lord, and I'm going to say that it was probably two angels on either side or two of his buddies. I don't know who those angels were. It doesn't actually give their names. But then if you go down, it, it talks about, um, and I'll, back, I'll share a little bit of context a little bit in verse 9, and we'll get to our verse in, um, oh, I think it's 18. But it's good to read the word. Then they said to him, where is Sarah your wife? And he said, there in the tent. He said, I will surely return to you, God says this, at this time next year. And behold, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. Sarah was past childbearing. And Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have become old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? saying, shall I indeed bear a child when I am so old? And then it says this, is there anything too difficult for the Lord? I love that part. If you don't have the underlined, starred, circled, do that right now. Is there anything too difficult for the Lord? It's a good promise. And at that appointed time, I will return to you at this time next year. Sarah will have a son. Sarah denied it, however, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. <laughs> you just kind of wonder how that happened. And you know, Sarah said that to herself, right? And yet God hears that, and he speaks to her. He's so good. And then the men rose up from there and looked down towards Sodom, and Abraham was walking with them to send them off. So, he's, so Abraham is walking with these three and the Lord said, and I believe he said it just to the angels and not to Abraham. You'll see why. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham? I kind of see him turning to him. Hey, guys, should I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Since Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation, and in him all the nations of the earth will be blessed. So first off, he says, shall I hide from Abraham? Listen, I, I believe he just says that as if he's like, I'm not going to hide. I've chosen him. I'm going to show him these things. And he does. And then he says, since Abraham will surely become a great, mighty nation. Everybody say, he will surely become. Sure. See, listen, he, I love the language that he's even using in this. See, God is saying it's going to happen. So he's, before this has ever happened, God is sitting in a perspective of present future. And he's looking at the people that he's leading. Then he already has a plan for them. 
He already has a plan to prosper your welfare and not your calamity, to give you a future and a hope. See, he has this for you, and he's looking over at you, and he's saying to his angels, do you think I should let Jessica in on this? Of course I'm going to let her in on this. Because surely... This will come to pass. And so God is declaring promises over you. And from where he's sitting, it's done. From where he's sitting, he knows it's going to happen. So he is giving a hope and, a, and, a, and faith to us every moment. I'll read it again. Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do, since Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation, and in him all the nations of the earth will be blessed? For I have chosen him so that he may command his children, his household. And so I love that picture of God is is already planning out the future when he talks about the present. And that's how he wants us to look. He wants to look as if all the promises are yes and amen. And, and, and live as from that place that this will happen. Can you imagine what would it be like to live every moment knowing that the end is going to happen? Every moment that I'm go- this is going to work out. That this will work out according to those who love and are called according to his purpose. You guys with me? All right. I know I'm getting excited. I, I just, I'm not sure if it's communicating well. So, <laughs> can I share a short story? So, <laughs> so, so I shared a bunch of stories first service. Maybe I'll share them again. But here's a different story they didn't get to hear. So I, I, would, I had this thing where I get really excited about stuff. And, and, I, and when I would coach people, because I, I did some life coaching for a while, and I realized there was aspects that I liked and aspects that I didn't, so I shifted a little bit. But I would coach people, and then my, my teacher that would actually, uh, that was coaching me in my coaching session, she'd listen to my sessions, and she's from, and, and, and she'd say, hey, did you notice how excited you got? I said, yeah, I was really excited for this breakthrough form. And then they say, and then she said, did you notice they weren't excited? And I was like, yeah. I notice that now. <laughs> and, some, and I just realized that although I'm easily excited and I can grab a hold of what I'm thinking, the power is in communication and, and it landing in everybody's hearts. And this is the job of the Lord. I can't make things land on people. But God's grace in us, it actually land, it allows people to, to land on people. And so I, I recognize that I need to actually be aware that when somebody else, that when, when I'm speaking, it needs to land. And so when I say, are you with me? I'm just, just double checking. Is it landing? If it's not, we can sing songs again. We can worship. And I'm okay with that. But <laughs> I just want God. Like, if we can have God in the morning, I'm in. All right. So let, as, as we're talking about prophetic words. Prophetic words are like, they're, they're like that horizon I told you about. It's, 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 your, it's your, your compass. And so I want to encourage us in this day, like how do, how do you keep moving forward? Even when you're in trials, when you're winning, how do you keep moving forward? I'll say this. I loved, I love it when people are on fire for God. How many of you guys, I won't say it, you're all going to raise your hands. How many of you guys are on fire? We're all on fire. If you weren't here, you wouldn't be on fire. And so <laughs> you're in a nightclub, right? You're like, you want God. Like, <laughs> we're not here for the atmosphere. Although I like it. Um, but I, I just remembered, I, and I always tell this with people, I share this story. When I, first, when, I first got on, when I first got saved, it was like I was crawling. 
I don't know if you guys know, it's like I didn't read my Bible for four years, okay? Don't, don't follow me in that. But I, I would literally, I, so I, I picture myself now, like back when I got saved, I'm just kind of like crawling forward towards God. And then, and then something happened in 2003 where I got jealous for God. My, my, my good friend was, uh, was, uh, was, was told me that he's, and actually he got saved way after me. So he wasn't even as, as mature as I was. And, he, uh, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm, I meet with pastors in the morning at a prayer meeting. And it's awesome. And I'm thinking to myself, back then, I thought that was arriving, right? Praying with a pastor. And now I'm like, <laughs> it's... <laughs> There's more, I promise. And so, <laughs> and so, but I was like, I was, I was like, no way, you're praying with pastors. I want that. Like, that's God. And I got jealous. I'm like, God, why can't I do that? And so I just got lit on fire. I know, I know, it might be a silly thing to get lit on fire for, but I did. And God just met me. And it was from that moment, I went from a crawl to a crazy run. And I tell people, because some people that come to me and they say, well, how do I follow God? I want to make sure I, I, I listen to Him and I do the right things. And and I tell people, listen, don't worry about that stuff so much. Don't worry about that stuff. If you try to run trying to do, do this perfectly, you're going to like running on a balance beam. And it's not easy to run on a balance beam, okay? Just ask my daughter. And so, she, so if you try to run on a balance beam, you're going to be super careful and you're going to slow it way down. You're going you're gonna to have to crawl to be that perfect. But I, here's what I think. I honestly believe that I'd encourage people to, to, to run after God like you would play bumper bowling. You ever went bowling? You ever went bowling? You know how they have the alleys? Bumper bowling is, is awesome. You push a button and these little bumpers come out of the walls and so the ball will never go in the, what, what are those called? The gutters. That's it. It's not, they're not alleys. The whole thing's an alley. It, this is the gutter. And so literally, so this is what I encourage, this is my walk with God most of the time, is when I run after the Lord, this is what it looks like, all right? It's like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going. Like, catch me if you can, right? And, but, but here's what I think it looks like from above. Like, and these, the, 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 the bumpers is God's kindness, and his mercy that I don't hit the gutter, right? And so he's really okay with me bumping into his kindness. And he's really okay with me bumping into his mercy and his grace because he knows he's got me. He knows I am running after him. And I'm not that worried about messing up along the way a little bit because I know if my heart is fully for him and I'm humble and I'm pure of heart that I am fully open to be bumped by his bumpers, Come on. And, like, and it's his kindness that leads me back on path. It's his, it's his kindness. And so as long as I'm looking ahead, I'm free to run. I'm free to run. But, but watch this. If, if, I, if all I do is I look at my feet and I'm just in the present, I'm going to run like this. And I'm, I am liable to run into something. I'm liable to run off this way. Like who knows where I'm going to run, Right? But if I'm running with the future in mind, I'm looking up at those, pe- at those pins, right? We'll just keep the bowling thing going. And so I'm running down there. I might bounce around, but I'm going to hit those pins, right? Now, what if I'm looking behind me? What if I'm running behind me and I'm trying to move forward because that's the title of the message, so we have to stick to that. But if I'm, I'm moving forward, right, and I'm looking backwards, I'm like, okay, one, 
I'm afraid to run because I'm going to trip, right? Like how many of you guys, you're, you're going to be looking, you're, yeah, you're not going to do it, right? So, but if I'm doing this, I might do this, and then I might tri- trip over my wife, I might trip over somebody else. You can't effectively run when you're looking backwards. Have you guys ever, have you felt that? Have you ever felt like you looked in your past, your mistakes? How fast do you really think you're maturing in your walk with God? Zero. In fact, you're probably regressing because you're looking backwards. You're like, maybe I'll revisit this stuff, right? No. And so I, people moving forward are not focused on their past. They're focused on their forward movement, their present future moments. Romans 8, uh, 8.38, I want to read that. All right, Romans 8, and I'll, um, yeah, I'll start on th- verse 37. For in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. By the way, when it says through him who loved us, when you read that, don't just gloss over that. Understand what the word is saying there. It's saying that in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer because Christ is in me, because Christ conquered, because he's in me and he loves me and he leads me and guides me. So I'm going to be a conqueror. So just understand, it says, a lot of times the Bible says in Christ, or it says with him, or whatever. Just understand, like, that's the cross. That's the gospel. So when you read the word, understand the gospel is actually throughout the whole Bible. I used to think, like, why do you preach the gospel all the time? I don't get it. And then I recognized that it's Christ that set us free. And when you realize he's in you, you can read the Bible that way. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. And then it says this, for I am convinced. Everybody say, I'm convinced. convinced. All right, that was okay. Let's let's do it again. I am convinced. convinced. Come on, now we're we're landing. All right, for I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. What's that saying? It's saying this is a list of things that can't separate us from God's love, right? What's missing? Did you notice that? Man, when I, when, when I first noticed that and someone pointed out to me, my mind was blown. I'm thinking to myself, is that a mistake? Because I could see the other side of it. Maybe Paul had a rough day. Maybe he didn't quite get it right. Maybe he didn't hear the Holy Spirit because it's a spirit, you know, it's spirit breathed. Listen, Paul didn't make a mistake. He left out the past because the past is the one thing that will keep you from moving forward in God's love. Your past actually is. And then Jay came up to me over the service, and it was 1 Corinthians 3. This is great. I love it. 1 Corinthians 3, 20. Where is that, Jay? 22. It says, For all things belong to you, whether Paul or Paul or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come. All things belong to you. And you belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. So he's talking about these are all things that belong to you. The present and the future are yours. That's your, that's your authority place. And so to focus on the past of where we've been doesn't make sense in moving forward. It doesn't belong to you anymore. And that's a cool idea. That your past, it doesn't, it's not even a good idea to look at. It actually doesn't belong to you. You've moved past that. So what's been given to you? The present future. The present future. Now, brother, I, I know what you're going to say. 
Because I had this thought when I'm preparing this message, like, well, what about the past? What about all the stuff that God did in our lives? Aren't we supposed to look at that? So I think you're wrong. I think we're supposed to look at the past. I, know, I don't think you're thinking it, but I was. <laughs> My wife's thinking that, and I'm married to her. So, <laughs> so <laughs> but here's the past. Here's what the Lord showed me, is that the places of our past that we're actually called to look at are the testimonies. The things that God did that speaks to who he is in our life, that's what we're called to look at. Because Revelation says that the, the, um, the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So the testimony of what Jesus has done in your life is the prophetic word that's supposed to not just speak to you, but to lead you. And so when we look at our past, we're actually called to look. We're called to take those, those, um, the, the altars of his testimony. We're actually called to be driven by the testimony and let those lead. So that's the only part of our past we're supposed to look at. So I want to kind of wrap this up a little bit in, in some practical thoughts of how do we move forward? How do we become these people that are moving forward in our walk? Because listen, you know, when, when the Bible says, be perfect as I am perfect, that the, the, word, the word perfect, when it says that, that I, you know, I'm being, it's perfected, it's being matured. It's being matured. And so the call in our lives is not to be perfect so much as like without any issues in our life. It's to be constantly maturing. And when I think about moving forward, I think of constantly maturing in our character, our integrity, how we hear from the Lord into our calling. And so how do we, how do we be people that are continually moving forward and maturing? So three things. One, continually be renewing your mind with what God is doing now in your life. And remember, we're looking at now in context of the future. So Colossians 3, 2, to set your mind on things above. Set your mind on who God is for you right now. Number two, keep the, uh, keep the prophetic words about your future handy and in front of you. I have a word, uh, I have a, a prophetic word of my life that, that God keeps reminding me of. It's kind of a big word in my life, and, and I, I'll share it with you. I don't share it to, because I, 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 you know, the humility in me is like, oh, don't share that. Maybe they're going to think I'm arrogant. Here's the deal. Like, we're all supposed to have really big, arrogant dreams that God gives us. Amen. If God's dream for you doesn't make you a little humble, it's not as big enough. Amen. If you're not humbled by his dreams for you, I want to challenge you. Challenge you to go beyond your limitations, your little insecurities, and ask him, God, give me a dream that makes me a little scared, that makes me insecure a little bit, because he's going to, that, he's going to pull you into greatness the way he sees you. So one of the dreams that I have for me, and, and, and you can, I'll share it with you, and you can hold me accountable. It was one of, and I probably got it maybe seven to ten years ago. I forget when I got it. But when I got it, it didn't seem that big of a deal because I didn't understand it. And the word, it was simple. It didn't come from a prophet or somebody. It could have come from anybody. And it said that, Jesse, God has called you to be a father to cities. To literally father cities. And in the moment I heard that, I'm like, oh, that's cute. That's a, very, that's, a very, that's a very fun, charismatic, prophetic word that's encouraging. But what happened was he would, God kept reminding me of that word. It needed to be simple so I could remember it. So it is simple. And every time, and not every time, but oftentimes when I'd feel discouraged, I'd be like, you know what? I'm the wrong person for the job. I shouldn't be doing this. And, you know, throughout the last seven to ten years when I got that word, he would remind me. 
Jesse, you're called to father cities. And I tell him in those moments, I have no idea what that means still, God. Does that mean I'm supposed to be a mayor? Like, am I supposed to go into government like father cities? I'm, I don't want it. <laughs> it's a sign. I'm supposed to be a mayor. <laughs> no. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Rob's like, no. <laughs> so, but, and so I didn't know what it meant. And that's okay if you have no idea what these words mean. Like, God, that's just too big. It's outside my focus. And I didn't understand it because my understanding of who I was was down here. And then the next year, I got a little bit bigger in, his, in, in my understanding. And my mind got a little bit more transformed. I got a little bit more mature. And I wasn't so hopeless. And I wasn't so depressed. And I got more excited about what God's doing in my life. And then when I, he would keep telling me, Jess, you're called to be a father of cities, of cities, of cities. And I'm like, ah! And every now and then, I'd get a glimpse of what that meant. And it was driving my future. Do you understand? But if I didn't have that thought, I would have thought I would have relinquished myself to fathering like you know, this, this square yard that I'm around, right? Like I could handle this thing right here or just maybe in a home group. But God, God is giving you dreams and he's giving you prophetic words that are gonna drive you forward in every circumstance. How many of you guys right now, you have a word that's that big? You have a word that, that makes me a little nervous. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. How many of you guys have a word that you just know it's from the Lord, that it's about your future and you know you're supposed to do it. Raise, it. raise it higher. Come on. Cool. So everybody that doesn't have their hand raised, sounds like nothing comes to your mind. It doesn't resonate enough that this is real to you, that you have a word. Maybe you have a word and it doesn't seem big enough, whatever. Cool. We're going to pray for that when we're done here. But here's what I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to get practical with this thing. Write it down. And you might say, well, it's in my phone. I love using my phone for stuff like that. Like, cool. Is it working? When's the last time you looked at it? Oh, I haven't looked at it since I wrote it down. It's not working, right? So find something else, all right? Your phone's cool, but it's not that cool. Find something else that works. If you need a postcard um, and put it um, next to your, your getting ready, something, write it down, black ink. If that's not working, how often do you look at it? I never look at it. It's become normal and complacent now. Cool, find something new. Get a big piece of paper with red ink that's, 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 that just doesn't match anything in the room. So it doesn't blend in. And start looking at it again and again and again. Let the word that he has over you be a horizon that you're going to follow. Um, Carmel had a great idea this morning. She's, she, she says, I'm going to do this, Jesse. And she says, she's, she's got a postcard or an index card. And she's going to put it on her visor and flip it down every time nobody's in the car. Because sometimes she has you know, her boss in the car and they may not understand that stuff. So... Anyway, so whatever you need to do, that's a fun thing to do. Put on your visor, and every time you flip it down, you're, 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 you're looking right at your destiny. Come on. And if you, give it, if you get an accident, you're going to fly through your destiny. So it's awesome. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I'm, that was bad. I'm sorry. I have a problem. I have a problem. I, I, had, I tend to say stuff that pops into my head. All right. <laughs> All right, last point, last point. Let's, let's, let's get serious now. Um, the last point on, on ways to, on ways, so the first one was renew your mind. Keep renewing your mind. Get that, thing, get that thing changed and transformed. The next one is get those words in front of your eyes again and again and again. And the last one is connect with God's heart 
I love this. It says, you're, I stole this. Your ability to connect with the future God has for you depends on your connection with the Father who is thinking those thoughts. I'm going to say it again. I know. It's good. Your ability to connect with the future that God has for you, it depends. Say, it depends. It relies on your connection with the Father who is thinking those thoughts. Listen, I can tell my kids, I, I mean, imagine, what if I told Reagan, she's six, and I said, Reagan, you're going to lead leaders in the Senate, or you're going to, you're going to lead a revolution or a, a generation of whatever. And she's like, and she will, I, I really believe that. Um, otherwise, I don't know why God gave her such a strong personality. But, but, <laughs> but and if I, imagine I told her that you're going to lead a great movement of God. And she says, okay. And I send her, and she runs off to boarding school, and I don't see her for five years. And then she gets a job doing something, and I don't see her for 20 years. And she did all of the things I called her into doing without me. And I didn't get to enjoy her presence. I didn't get to enjoy playing with her along the way. I didn't get to enjoy being around her. Like, that would be the worst moment as a father. Like, I just, I failed her. Or something, whatever. We failed each other. And so going after your dreams that God is giving you without God, without connected to him, is like, it's like that. It's like, it's like I can do this, God. I've got the mar- marching orders. Now I'm off to win. And you forget to stay connected to him along the way, which I'm going to be real with you guys. It ain't that hard these days. It ain't that hard to be more connected to your phone than it is to God. You. <laughs> it's one of those bumpers, right? Ooh, that hurt. Okay. But listen, I want to encourage, the last thing, the last thing I'm going to say, you can't expect to go where God is calling you unless you move connected to him along the way. So I want to just, I want to keep challenging you guys and calling you into this thing of connection with the Father. If it's two minutes in the morning, go for those two minutes. If that's all you got right now, if that's your maturing place, it was one minute, now it's two. If it was four, to make it eight. If you, whatever it takes for you to stay connected to him along the way, that's how you're going to get there, right? Why don't you guys stand with me? I'm going to pray a couple things. One, I'm going to pray for our prophetic word. So put your hand on your heart or your neighbor's heart or whatever, someone's heart. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't. That could be inappropriate. <laughs> Jesus. Listen, if this is for you, you know it is. Father, I pray. I pray. I pray that that you would give everyone here that needs an upgrade in in a word over their life, over their future. If they need a new horizon, God, to fix their eyes on and to be moving towards, I pray that you you, you you would drop that into their heart if not right now in the future. In fact, in fact, right now, let's, I want to do this right now. I'm going to ask him, and he's going to speak to you really quick. If this is you, you need a word like this. You're going to hear his voice. Father, I ask right now you would give them a word about their destiny, about their future. Right now, that would make them a little bit nervous. 
that would challenge their humility, God. Let's drop that word right now. A friend once told me, you know it's God or an angel speaking to you when it happens quickly. So don't discount what you just heard. Don't, don't push it aside. The Father loves to talk to you. Yeah. Now, whatever you just heard, how many of you guys heard something? Raise your hand. Come on. Yeah, God's totally speaking to us right now. I love it. I love it. Ha! Father, we right now, we just bless those visions and those dreams. God, may they, may they propel us forward. Yeah. Whew. Now, I want to pray for something else here. Some of you guys have lost connection with the Father. Maybe, maybe you're just, you're kind of connected to Him. But it's difficult to sit down with Him in a quiet room or alone or whatever. It's easier when... And I feel like some of us have been disconnected because we've been disappointed. We've been disappointed that maybe you followed him in something. You listened to him and you followed him, but it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. And so you haven't quite heard his voice the same since. And I want you to know, he didn't stop talking to you. Your heart was just a little offended. It was a little disappointed and you stopped listening. And so Father, right now, if, if this is you, you need to just repent you just need to change your heart. You need to, you need to just say, sorry, Father, that's me. I, I, I got disappointed, and I haven't heard you the same since. If that's you, just quietly in your own heart, just say, sorry, Father. That was my bad. Forgive me for, for allowing that disappointment to, do, to, to be more important. Yeah. And Father, I ask that all the, everybody here, God, right now, that you would, you, would, you would break through every little place of disappointment, every little place of hindrance, God, break down every wall as you come at us, as you pursue us in connection, God, that we would make ourselves available and you would overwhelm us, that we would be undone by our connection with you, God. So, Father, let that be the reality for every single person here, that we would be connected to the Father that has great plans for us. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Can we just give God honor and glory right now? Thank you, Father. And this is by your strength, Father, not by our strength. Yeah. Come on. Amen. Amen. If you're part of the prayer team, come on up. We're going we're gonna to close out. If you, need, if, if, if you still, like, if you want clarity on a word God's given you or you want a, a word from the Lord, maybe you have a great word, but you feel like it's just not big enough and you still want it and you want someone to pray for you, man. We got people up here that want to give you a word from the Lord. And by the way, like sometimes if you don't get the word, take a word, right? If you can't, if you don't have the big calling over your life yet, that's really okay. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right now you're in Christ. That's your calling. What are you going to do with, these, with, with the calling that you have right now? Moving forward, out of depression, out of, out of disappointments, and move forward. I'm going to read this again, and I'm going to close this. This is a great calling if you need one. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not your calamity to give you a future and a hope. And that's a promise. So...
Amen, you guys. Hey, have an incredible week. We have some people up here that want to pray for you. They call this the miracle team because God loves to do miracles, not just pray for you. So if you need a miracle in your body, come on up. Bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Oh, do we have Aaron Funk? We didn't announce that, did we? She's in two weeks? Oh, that's right. That's right. Amen. So bless you guys. and Bye-bye. <laughs>